Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Jingle bells and holiday spirits are upon us, but that doesn't mean that we still don't like the spooky. Welcome back to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. It is the holiday season, and we are bringing you all kinds of goodness. That's what we're doing. Bringing goodness like Santa for your ear holes. That's right. I said that right. Oh, yeah, you heard it. Welcome back to yet another episode, another week, another fun-filled episode with topics and stuff. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to go over. So... Without further ado, let's bring back our one and only Mr. Christian Kringle himself, our co-host, Christian. Hello, 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 everyone. I wish your name was Christian Kringle. That would be so sweet. I'm not going to lie. I don't wish that. Why? Uh, because I can only imagine how much I would have gotten straight fucking bullied no. <laughs> as a kid. Oh, man, that would have been crazy. Dude, people would have been legit trying to, like, tell you their Christmas list and stuff, and you could have trolled them so hard. Oh, it would have been magical. You know what, though? Kids are so dumb. And, like, and I don't mean that, like, hatefully, I, I promise. But, like, kids are, are so, like... Not dumb isn't the right word. Gullible is the right word. But, but not a lot of people know, and especially kids, know like Chris Kringle. Like they don't know the name. And, and I mean, obviously we do, but even people that are our age, you know, don't know who Chris Kringle is just because they were never taught it. They were never shown it. So it's really funny to see that. So a true story, quick backstory. Whenever I was in like first or second grade, I totally told the kids in my class that I was an elf, one of Santa's elves. And they believed me for like, I don't know, maybe through the holiday season. And like they were telling me, they're like, am I going to get this for Christmas? I was like, no. Mm -mm. I should have like really milked to be like, no, you got to give me that snack pack and then we'll talk about it. Give me that snack pack. Bro, snack pack slap. Don't you dare say something bad about snack packs. I don't have anything bad to say about snack packs. It's just you, really. You who? What'd you say? You would bully these poor children out of their No, I did not bully nobody. I was trying to... Look, it was a, a win-win. They get what they want for Christmas? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's not my problem. And I get a snack pack. So it's a win-win. Yes, it's a win-win, huh? All right. All yeah. right. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and get into how we kick off every episode. And if you're new here, what that is, is we like to talk about what we've been listening to, reading, watching, or playing recently. And, uh, yeah, so I guess I will go ahead and I will start. And what I've been into is I have, over the last couple of days, started a new game that just dropped uh, time of recording this actually yesterday. And it is called Evil West. Um, it's getting pretty good reviews. And I... Can't lie, like, I saw some stuff, I was like, it looks cool, and I was lucky enough to be blessed with a code, um, to, uh, one, to give away to my community, and then the other to, uh, play on stream, and I've really been enjoying it. How I would compare it, 
um, is God of War-ish combat with the brutality of the combo system and kind of how it plays and moves with the combos and the combat. Um, that with Red Dead, because it is a Western. And then also throw The Order out there. And it's... I was talking about it earlier, and I can't even remember what it's called. Was it The Order 18... The Order 1886. That's it. Okay. I knew it. I thought it was some numbers after it. That, um, but I've also heard people such as Christian say they see like Gears of War in it and other things. It's a lot of cool elements. It's a really freaking cool game. It's pretty dark. It's uh, a Western with like crossbows and rifles and stuff like that. And you're a cowboy running around, but you're fighting. Uh, they call them ticks and stuff like that, but it's vampires, werewolves, and all kinds of other creatures that go bump in the night. Um, it's a third-person shooter video game developed by Flying Wild Hog and published by Focus Entertainment. Um, and it's on all platforms. Third-person shooter. Super freaking fun. Super brutal. I really enjoyed it. Christian, I know you saw a little bit of the gameplay. What did you think about it? I mean, I thought it looked really cool. Like, uh, the the way that the game looks, uh, with, I, don't, I don't even mean, like, the, the gameplay, just the actual look of the game. It kind of reminds me of the the, the darker levels of uh, of Gears of War, just the way that it's set up with the creatures and stuff. I can see like, with like uh, the rolling and, when I say and the, stuff too. Yeah, and when I say the darker levels, I, I really mean like the the levels that take place at night. That's what I mean. Like it has that kind of feel. It's a it's a lot shinier than Gears of War, um, and you you guys will see that once you you know look up the gameplay or check out since streams, but. Um, it definitely has that that look to it. Now the gameplay, uh, it does have a bit of a God of War feel to it, and I think it's just because it's a third person type game. Also, um, when I'm when I was looking at you stream this earlier, as of the time of this recording, like not only did it have that kind of God of War feel, it did remind me a little bit of Red Dead, but not much. Like I mean, I know you Red, said Red Dead is just the Western part. I think just the fact that it's a Western. Yeah, like, but I didn't, aside from the character, like, I didn't see any of that, to be honest, because I, I mean, I didn't watch you play the game hella long, but I did see you play like a good, good chunk of it, you know, at least 30 minutes or so of the game. And obviously, I didn't see a lot of Red Dead in it, aside from uh, what the way I would describe this to just any person who doesn't know anything about this game is imagine Aaron Black from Mortal Kombat has his own game and he just fights monsters. That's what it looks like. Okay. Fair so, so that's kind of how it is. If, if I had to rate the game just by looking at you play it today, I'd probably give it like a solid seven. Yeah. I mean, you it's, know, it's, it's not like fan. the best thing ever, but it's, it's pretty freaking fun. I can't lie. Like I actually pleasantly surprised with it. And that's always good. Um, like I said, I'm super glad the, the company hooked me up and, and blessed me with it. Cause I'm not sure that I would, I might've played it eventually, but not sure it would have been like a play right now, but uh, yeah, playing that. And also uh, <clears throat> totally not playing World of Warcraft again a little bit. Uh, it's not sinking its claws into me. Just saying me and the missus. But, wow. What? Don't wow me. Wow is shh. you let me have my my guilty pleasure. Wow, Christian, don't you ruin things. No, I meant I meant wow as in World of Warcraft. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love wow. Don't hate. Cool. Don't you dare hate. So what have you been into this week? Not a lot of watching stuff for me this week, sadly. Yeah, I mean, it's been a busy week, to be honest. And it's also been kind of a kind of a sad 
sad week as well. Um, and I'll get into that. But as far as like what I've been watching and stuff, I haven't really been watching much of anything. Uh, to be honest with you guys, I've been so busy that I've been like listening to, you know, other podcasts, of course. I've been um, kind of listening while I'm working to to things on YouTube. Like right now I'm watching slash listening to a retrospective on a game that I grew up absolutely loving that that is just dead in the water right now. And I really hope that it comes back. And that game, it's a so I love fighting games. Probably those of you who don't know, my games of choice are RPGs, like single player RPG games, and I really, really love fighting games. Uh, and growing up, fighting games were a lot easier to you know to convince your parents to buy you because more than one person can play and stuff like that. So uh, there was a, a series called Bloody Roar that I grew up yes. uh, playing. And, and I'm watching a, a retrospective on that right now. And I, I can't tell you like how awesome it is to watch a video about a game that I used to play. And I feel so vindicated right now because there's there's somebody else out there in the world who remembers Bloody Roar. Who played I remember it. Bloody Roar. I loved it. I played the shit out of that game. Hell yeah, dude. Like um, my who favorite your main? Bloody Roar. My main? Um, yeah. I'm trying to. I think, honestly, my main was probably Sheena. The, the leopard girl, and then I played a lot of Bukariu because he was the ninja character. And like back then, if you were a ninja or a samurai, you were like automatically cool. Uh, so I played a lot of Bukariu, played a lot of Sheena. But I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, if I had to be honest, my actual main was Jenny the Bat. She was my main. I'm very disappointed in you right now. You're a fake werewolf fan because my main was, uh, what was his name? Hugo? What was his name? Yeah, Hugo. Yeah, Hugo was Hugo your... was my See, freaking the dude. The reason, the reason why I didn't I play hear it. Hugo, I'm disappointing you. And then what was the line, dude? Um, it started with a G. Gatto. 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 Thank you. Oh God, God, I wish yeah. I could play that I game played, again. I would 100 play the that game on shit. stream. I played the shit out of Gatto. The problem is, um, at that time, I was not very good at fighting games at all, and Gatto was a character. Well, what's you, different you from had now? To learn. Oh, but Gato was one of those characters that you couldn't just pick up and use. Like you had to learn the game well. Like because he was he was kind of a, he was a brawler character, but also a grappler. So I, you had to like really know what you were doing to utilize him correctly. And the reason why I didn't play Yugo a lot is because uh, my, my homie Warren he played Yugo so much that was his main. So he played him so much that it made me not want to play him. Because every time I played somebody else, like an actual human being, it was always against Yugo. So it made me not want to play the character because I saw him so much. So I wanted to play somebody else I didn't see all the time. And Jenny the Bat took that mantle. Like I did play Gato, I did play Sheena a lot. Um, I tried to learn Stun because his character design was fan-fucking-tastic to me. Um, but like I said, at the, at the time, I didn't understand grappler characters. So, so Jenny was definitely my go-to um, for sure. Like if I, if I was trying to win against the person, I'd pick Jenny. And if I was just fucking around and I would just pick, you know, really anybody else. So that's kind of what I did there. But uh, I really, really loved that game. And my favorite in the series was uh, Bloody Roar Primal Fury. That's the one that came out for GameCube. Uh, and that's the one that really, really hooked me. Like I've seen a couple of the games before. I never really got to play them because they were on the original PlayStation. And at that time, it was more like Tekken and Mortal Kombat. But when I got my own game system, you know, and I started playing, I played the hell out of 
Primal Fury, and then they re-released that game in uh, in Japan with a different name, and it had like one extra character that was like a shadow character for Hugo, and uh, I forget his name, but he looks a lot like Hugo, and he's still a werewolf, but he had like bat wings, and he was a reporter. I can't remember his name right now, but they had very similar move sets, so we weren't really missing out. And then for yeah, I wish we could play it now. The Xbox it came out later on on the Xbox, and it was worse. Like they took out a lot of shit in the game that made it cool. And I, I got to say this: for those of you who haven't played this game, or even for those of you who have played it, go to YouTube after listening to this podcast. Look up "Bloody Roar Primal Fury" opening and ending. The ending theme song for the game is still to this day one of the fucking coolest songs that I've ever listened to in a video game. And it doesn't get enough love. And the intro cinematic for the game, like it was a whole anime. It was fucking awesome. And I really wanted that to be a full. And we lost Christian. A lot of time to, to get back to the point. To get back to the point. I spent a lot of time listening to that this week. Um, because uh, my, my lady has kind of taken over. We have one TV. And I do play Gotham Knights, like when she goes to bed and stuff. I'm trying to beat the story. But she has been playing a lot of Lego Harry Potter the last few days Uh-oh. because that was free on PlayStation Plus. So I downloaded it for her to play. And she has been playing the shit out of Lego Harry Potter. And um, she's been staying up a lot later than she normally does. So you let her play, play so Lego taken away. You leave her alone. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally letting her play. Like, usually she goes to bed and like kind of early and then I'll just kind of use that time to play games and, you know, do stuff with the TV and all that. But she's been playing a lot. So I'm just kind of letting her do her thing. And it's been fun. Gotcha. Nice. All right. Well, I guess, uh, damn, I want to play bloody roar now. Wow. Nostalgia. I I wish I still, I might still have the PlayStation disc somewhere. I lost a lot of it in moves. And it sucks. Because I keep games. Like, I like to have the game still. So, I don't know. Maybe somewhere in storage, it's it's there. I wish I had it. Um, God, I'd like to play it again. But, I guess that's going to take us to um, our first topic, speaking of nostalgia. And uh, some sad news that I believe Christian wants to, to go over. Absolutely. So, for those of you who don't know, us Power Ranger fans, we have lost... Uh, Yet another hero, back-to-back, man. Like, the week prior, we lost uh, Kevin Conroy as of the time of this recording. And then just a week later, we lost Jason and David Frank. And, um, man, the Green Ranger. He was the first Green Ranger, the first White Ranger. Then he became a Red Ranger. Then he was, uh, I think, a Black Ranger. Like, he's been he's been freaking everything. And the Power Rangers. Mythos. He's been rooted deep in the Power Rangers lore for, God, dude, I don't know how long. Years. What, 90s? Since the 90s. Late man. 90s? Yeah. Yeah, it's early 90s, really. Oh, like, really? He's been, yeah, for about the same amount of time as Kevin Conroy has been the voice of Batman, this guy has been a Power Ranger to us all. So it's been great. And, so what uh, Christian's saying is really essentially sad. in two weeks, our childhoods have been shit on pretty hard just blows absolutely yeah it's it's hit a lot of people really hard and that like i said that is two heroes back to back like 
legends of our childhood just gone. Yeah. And it's it's insane. I don't know that I know many people like around our age or that grew up, you know, 90s that were not Power Ranger fans. I it's love hard the to imagine people who weren't. They were so heavily marketed, it was almost impossible not to be into it. Yeah. Dude, um, But then the news came out of how he passed, and that made it even darker and sadder as well. Like, have you heard the news? I know it was suicide, but that's all I know. Yeah. So, I mean, for the listeners who ha- who are, like, a bit sensitive to this kind of topic, Maybe skip ahead a couple minutes, yeah. but uh, I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of what happened. I just wanted to give a a little warner, warning Disclaimer, about that before we warning. got into it. Yeah. Absolutely. So def- definitely a trigger warning for sure. Um, for those of you, who, like I said, who didn't want to hear that kind of stuff or who would be triggered by it, for sure, just skip ahead a few minutes. But um, I'm going to get into it here. Uh, uh, the short of the story is... Jason David Frank and his wife um, are going through a divorce. And the rumor is she filed for divorce because she claims that he was uh, not faithful. And I don't know if that's true or not. I don't have sources for that. Um, so you just take that with a grain of salt. But with that being said, they they were traveling. They got a hotel and they had separate rooms. And during the their time, like they got into a big heated argument. Security was called. They calmed everything down. Each person went to their own separate room. And then later on, they got into another argument, which caused Jason to retreat to his room. And he locked his uh, wife out of his room because it was his own. She couldn't get in touch with him for several hours. She was calling. Uh, and then she ended up calling the police. And then, uh, you know, the police showed up to the hotel, the hotel security and management let them into the room and they found that he had hung himself in the bathroom. So, uh, like I said, pretty dark, um, very dreary. Um, you never know what people are going through. And I say this all the time, just to my friends in general, but like always check on your friends, like just saying, Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? what's good, like whatever your relationship is with your friends, you guys know how you talk to each other. Just check in, man. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be every week, but you definitely need to be checking on your friends, just making sure that they're mentally there for you. Just they're mentally there in general because that kind of thing is crazy. And I was wondering when the news dropped of his passing, like why I was getting so much attention. Like I knew, I knew that he, you know, had hella fans. He's, hella hella rooted into the convention circuit that's how he made a lot of money he was at pretty much every convention you could go to especially the big ones always talking to people taking pictures i've even met him before um if i'm being candid though the the interaction that i had with with uh jdf wasn't pleasant but that doesn't mean that he wasn't a pleasant human being he meant a lot to a lot of people and, and myself included, even after the interaction that I had with him, it, it didn't change the fact that he was still, you know, a childhood hero of mine. So with that being said, check on your friends, make sure they're good, make sure you're good. That's just something that I think that people don't do enough. And uh, it's really sad to hear that another 90s legend has, uh, has, has, has passed, man. It's, it's hurtful for sure, to say the least. It is. He... 
like you said, he he was in pretty like pretty much every convention. I feel like he was marketed. He was always there. Uh, he also was into mixed martial arts pretty heavy, including I believe he dabbled in UFC. Because I remember at, at a time I think people wanted him and uh, CM Punk to fight, which I don't think would have went well for CM Punk, just because I, I feel like JDF had like he he had done martial arts most of if not all of his life. Um, the super savage. Yeah, I remember he, going he to the movie theater. Do what? I was just gonna say he he definitely trained in martial arts his whole life. Uh, he he was a fighter, bro. I mean, like, yeah. regardless of how you feel about the man personally, he he could he could throw down. Like he could do. That I would shit mess for with real. him. Hell no. Exactly. Like I remember he and I can't uh, Austin St. John, the guy who played the original Red Ranger for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yep. Both of them actually could fight, and both of them actually did practice martial arts. So it was really fun to see their rivalry on camera. Uh, and then I, I will say, like, I was always a big Jason fan because I thought his voice was awesome. And I thought that he was a I really good Jason. leader. Yeah, he, I was a huge Jason fan. And then, you know, Tommy shows up and kind of takes everything from him. His, his team, like, I, a lot of people say he took Kimberly, but, like, Jason clearly wasn't really, like, into Kimberly like that. He was just minding his own business. But, you know, people were, like – come in and say, yeah, Tommy came in with the long hair and the ponytail, bro. He took his team. He took his girl. He took his position. Damn near like all took over stuff. the world with a, a flute in a few days. Yeah, seriously, seriously. And then in the if you guys follow the the comic books, the Power Rangers comic books, he beca- he becomes like the worst villain they'd ever faced later in a, in a different future and whatnot. So all of that was really cool. That was cool. a cool storyline as a kid. Yeah. I remember being hooked when the Green Ranger appeared. Just like, oh, sh- oh shit, it's another Power Ranger. And you're like freaking out. And he's such a badass. Just beating the hell out of all of them. And the yeah, dragon. Like what was it? Uh, dragon Zord? Wasn't that his? Zord? Yeah, dude. Dragon Zord was a fucking beast. Because yeah, if it you was, liked Godzilla, played the little flute, default, like The flute dagger and the Dragon Zord come up. Oh, it's so sick. He, he really was awesome. Damn. Uh, his character was was super dope, and then I, I this is probably not uh, this is probably not everybody's opinion, and I respect that. But when he lost his power as the Green Ranger and then became the White Ranger, he was like instantly less cool to me. I just really didn't care about the the White Ranger all that much. I'll, I will tell you the two things that I really did like about the White Ranger. Then the, these are the things that stuck out that uh, stood out to me. One, I love that he had a fucking dagger that talked Saba. Like I loved yep. that because I thought that was so cool. It was like a sentient fucking sword that he had. That was awesome. He always gets the coolest weapons. He had the dragon dagger, which was awesome. Then he had Saba, who was sentient, and that was shit was awesome. And then later on, when they get different powers, they become like the they get their ninja zords or whatever. Then he's the fucking White Falcon uh, Ranger, and I thought that was shit was cool. He looked the same, but his Zord was now a Falcon instead of a White Tiger, and I thought that was awesome because he could fly now and stuff. So that was pretty slick to me. Um, but aside of aside from that, like the White Ranger just didn't. No Ranger could hold a candle to the Green. The Green Ranger had the best design because he was just the regular Rangers, but he had that fucking dragon shield which was just that gold vest thing that he had was that shit was awesome. And then he had the two gold rings on his arms, which were cool. And his helmet's design was a little bit more angular than the other Rangers 
helmets. And I thought that shit was so cool. And then when he becomes the White Ranger, they just kind of take that design and dull it way down. And then they become more elaborate with the with the armor piece that he has. And it just wasn't as cool to me. Um, like I said, I still thought it was awesome. It just wasn't the Green Ranger. And then, you know, obviously after that, they do other shit. And then they become like Zeo Rangers and blah, 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 Turbo and all that stuff. And that's around the time where I was like, man, the, the Rangers just don't look nearly as cool as they used to. Um, you know, then you, then you get other shit. But that's essentially the news that I wanted to get into with that um, before I get into the main piece of what we're going to be talking about today. So I wanted to throw it back to you, Sin, so that uh, if you had anything else to say before we got into our next segment, now is the time. Um, just wanted to rehash super sad news sucks big part of our childhood and mental health is a real damn thing people so like christian said check on your friends just just do it you know like you never know it's we see this time and time again you know you get news of someone something happening uh just check on your friends that even if they seem happy or seem fine still you know you never know uh but yeah god dude that's such memories power rangers uh whenever i was a kid the first movie they did uh, where he's the White Ranger, I think. Yeah, he's already the White Ranger. And that's where they do the ninja thing. Yeah, Ivan News. Yeah, Ivan News movie. Um, is this Power Rangers the movie, right? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I dude, I remember going to the theater and watching it, and I loved it. And I've I don't know how many times I've watched that. Um, God, it's sad. On Power Rangers thing, real quick before we transition, did you like the most recent one with um? Um, I just drew a huge with blank. Dacre Montgomery. Do what? Come out the one that came out with Dacre Montgomery. Yes, I was trying Shane to think of who played Rita. Um, I see her face and I can't think. Oh, uh, uh, damn. She's in a lot of about. stuff. She's a pretty known actress. God, I'm drawing a huge blank. Okay. Anyways, I personally really liked that movie. I actually did. I wanted more. Now, now that's going to bother me. I'm about to look it up. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Is that Elizabeth her? Banks, yes. That was Rita. Goldar was a little yeah, weird. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it had Brian some things Francis that were weird, but all in all, I actually liked it. I don't know how you felt about it. About the Power Rangers movie from 2017. So, I mean, I thought the movie was fine. I mean, I, honestly, I thought the movie was fine. I, if I had to rate it, I would give it like, I would give it like a like a seven. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the best thing ever. It's you know like a you know staple, what, but I will watch it. I'll rewatch it. Like if I see it on or something, I dug it when I watched it the first time. It gave me nostalgia vibes, just remembering all the Power Ranger stuff. And I thought they did a. It was a little darker. You know, they kind of got roughed up and beat up some, and I liked it. I like to see wear and tear on my heroes, and I wanted to see them do more <laughs> and kind of elaborate on it. Uh, Brian Crankston was um, Zordon. I just thought of who else was in right. it. Now that I'm thinking more about it, I would probably give the 2017 Power Rangers movie like a six. And the reason why I say that is because they, hate our they were only well. the Power Rangers in the third act of the movie. And that was really annoying because even in the 90s Power Rangers film, they were the Power Rangers at the beginning, they lose their powers, and then they're, they're Power Rangers again in the third act at the end. But those those scenes where we get them as Power Rangers is long enough for me to be okay with it. 
uh, and then the journey that they have to go on, you know, like makes me okay with it. And obviously it's nostalgia as well, but like with this new one, you get the guy who's Billy, he turns into a Power Ranger for a hot second and it's like, oh, that's cool. And then they all become the Power Rangers, like I said, in the third act. And I, I will say this, some things that, some things really quick about the Power Rangers 2017 movie that really didn't, didn't sit well with me. One, I didn't like how much product placement was in the film, which isn't really their fault, but there was so much Dunkin' Donuts stuff. I mean, uh, Krispy Kreme going on in that movie, which got on my nerves. Isn't that where um, something is like, um, that Rita's after? It was in the Krispy Kreme? After, I don't remember. There was, was something there. I remember about? they said a Krispy Kreme, like they purposely make it known, like, hey, we're going to, like, it's a focal point of the story. I don't remember what it was, to be honest. I can't remember either. But I do remember that she brought Goldar to life in the in the movie, but Goldar was literally just a, a, a form of melted gold that had wings. And it That's what I was saying. Really Goldar was weird. Stupid. He was weird. I, I couldn't stand it. I thought it looked really dumb. It was super cheesy. It was just a reason for them to have Zords in the movie. So I really, really didn't like Goldar like at all. Um, he just wasn't a, he wasn't cool to watch. Um, and then I also didn't like the, I didn't really care for the suits all that much that they had. Like they looked super, super alien, which was awesome because they are essentially alien suits. Which, so I thought that was cool, but they kind of had this weird, like, like Tron, like super sleek Tron look to them that I didn't really like. It kind of looked like a bunch of the shit we were seeing in 2017 and, and the year prior, 2016, like it didn't, they weren't very unique. Aside from them looking alien, they didn't look unique at all. So I, I didn't enjoy that. But things that I did like about the movie, I will say, I liked the cast. I'm not going to lie. I really did enjoy the cast. I thought Ludie Lynn uh, as the Black Ranger uh, was really cool. So that, that was really cool seeing him being in that. I think that's the first film I saw him in, actually. So it was nice seeing him. Dacre Montgomery, that was the first film I saw him in. And then I saw him in Better Watch Out, like, right after that. So that was cool. And now we all know him from Stranger Things. So, we, you know, we've seen him in a lot of stuff. Um, I really like the choices that they made. I like Brian Cranston was in the movie. Even though Zordon was kind of a dick in this movie, I did like that it was Brian Cranston. And that made, that made a lot of sense because Brian Cranston has a lot to do with the old school Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, for those who didn't know. And uh, the other thing I liked about this movie, I love that Zordon was a Red Ranger at one point. And I love that another Ranger, a part of his team, was Rita. I love that she was the Green Ranger. That shit was awesome to me. I really liked that, and I really wanted to see more of that. Didn't and they elaborate? You guys oh, yeah. They, they teased, too, speaking of Green Ranger, that there's a new student, Tommy Oliver, coming, which is the Green Ranger. Yeah, they did tease Tommy Oliver and uh, like a, like a post credit scene at the end of the movie. So that was really cool, too. So there were things in that movie – not really like but i would have loved to have seen elaborate them elaborate on but it, i guess it just didn't make enough money or whatever so they didn't make any more and then uh the power rangers kept getting bought and sold and bought and sold around that time anyway because they got bought by disney and all that shit so there was a lot going on behind the scenes um i wish we would have got more because i'm sure they would have been able to flesh some shit out but now we'll never know so yeah anyway with that being said all right um, well just one touch on that let's get to our meat and potatoes of this episode our main topic 
And uh, I think Christian's going to take the point on this one as well. Christian's just in charge of this week. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoy listening to my motherfucking voice today. You're and gonna now we cut it off. Now we've turned it off and we're done. We're no longer listening to Christian. <laughs> it was a short stint. I got my, <laughs> you know, three seconds of fame. Uh, I enjoyed you guys having me on. Oh I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, what I wanted to talk about this week, Sin, was uh, my most, well, I guess our, but mainly my, and we're going to talk about them. Most anticipated horror movies of 2023. That is next year at the time of this recording. So what's coming out next year that's horror-based? So before you say them, off the top of your head right now, name one movie that you're super excited for, a horror movie for 2023. One movie. No Uh, reason before you get into them. One movie. One movie that I'm super excited about. First thing comes to mind. First thing that comes to mind is Salem's Lot. Oh shit, that's next year. Supposed to be. Oh, I was gonna say the new Scream for me, but damn, Salem's Lot. I didn't realize that was next year. Ooh. Okay. Well, that gave me thing, a little like, tingle. That excites me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, so, so we'll we'll get to Scream. It's definitely on the list. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see it. Like, I'm I'm a huge Scream fan. It's one of my top three favorite horror franchises of all time. Uh, I love all of the movies. I don't think that there is a shit movie in all of them. Uh, obviously, some are better than others, but whatever. Anyway, the reason why Salem's Lot came to mind first is because that was one of the movies I was looking forward to this year, and it got pushed back. Okay. Um, and I really, I really wanted to see it, um, and it got pushed back for whatever the reason is. I didn't actually look it up, so I need to look it up and see what's going on behind the scenes. But I'm really, really excited to see Salem's Lot because. Salem's Lot is one of the only old school like horror films and book where I think it's time for us to get an updated uh, telling of the story instead of them just remaking the same shit over and over again. So I am ready for that. Um, I will say that some of the stuff on my list here, I'm not hella excited about. Um, So I'll name those first because I guess they're kind of like honorable mentions. Uh, what I can say before I even get into honorable mentions, actually, let me back up. There is one movie on my list that's only on my list because I wanted to explain to you guys that it's coming out. And I wanted you to know that I'm not excited for this film. And it's probably going to be one of those movies that comes out on like Peacock or something that I end up watching uh, just because with, you know, some some wine and, and whatever. But there is a movie coming out based on the popular teenage game. Spin the bottle. Oh, God. Yes. There is a spin the bottle horror movie coming out. It's some kids playing this game, and they unknowingly unleash some kind of supernatural force that starts taking them out. So I just wanted you to know that that movie is legitimately a thing that they're making right now. Good gosh. Yes. And... Something else that's funny, Sin, this is like legit news. I actually just saw this just a second ago uh, as of the time of this recording. Literally just saw that this is coming out. There is going to be a Bambi horror movie coming out. I know they were doing Winnie the Pooh. Now they're doing Bambi also. Yep. What are we doing? 
We're just making movies, bro. Like these We're movies. We're just throwing shit at the wall, hoping something sticks. Good God. These movies are 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 so incredibly cheap to make that as long as people go see it the first night it's available, they will have already made money. That's why these movies are being made because you don't need a lot of money to make a good horror film. And studios are understanding that now because Blumhouse is a perfect example. I talk about Blumhouse every podcast, it seems like, and what they do and how they make all their money. So I don't want to like keep repeating myself for the people who listen to us and hear me saying this all the time. But in a nutshell, just, you know, bear with me. For those of you who heard me say this plenty of times, Blumhouse is famous for making a movie with like no money attached to it and then making all the money off revenue at the end of the movie stint after it comes out of theaters and they sell a little bit of merch and then they make some movies on the on the some money off the blu-ray sales and shit like they make all their money on the back end and that's where the money is that's why for an example uh sony's deal with marvel to make the spider-man movies the reason why that's such a lucrative deal is because sony makes the money in the box office and obviously the Spider-Man films make bank because it's fucking Spider-Man and everybody loves Spider-Man, myself included. But where Marvel makes the money is when it comes to merchandise. So every time a little kid gets a Spider-Man lunchbox or backpack or a water bottle or T-shirt or toy for Christmas or sweater, hat, Marvel is making money off of all of that. And if we want to be honest... That's where all the money goes. That's where all the money is because you can take your kid to go see Spider-Man and it's cool, but you don't want to do that multiple times because you're going to see that movie with your kid. But if you take your kid to go see that movie and spend that money the one time and your kid likes the Spider-Man films and you just buy them a shit ton of Spider-Man shit like merch, then you're golden and Marvel's making hella money off of that. So that's where the money is. Um, so that anyway, that's my quick... Hopefully, quick, you know, stint on that. And I'm I'm gonna name these movies too. These are some honorable mention movies that are coming out next year that I'm not necessarily excited about, but I'm probably gonna watch them because that's what I do. All right, you ready, Sin? I'm ready. First one on the list is Insidious Five. Mm. We are getting a new uh, intro, not intro. We're we're getting a new stint on the uh, Insidious films. It's supposed to be a sequel to the last, I think a sequel to the last one that we got that took place in the main story. Um, So we are getting Insidious 5. I'm not super excited about Insidious 5. I can't lie. That's why it's on the bottom of the list for me. Go ahead. Meh. I'll watch it. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. That's exactly how I feel. I really, really, really liked Insidious 1. I thought that shit was awesome. It came out at the perfect time. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff at the time that was just like it, and it just hit the right, it hit the right beats for me. And it was Insidious will always horror. piss me off though, a little bit. Which one? Insidious. Oh, why is that? Tell me. Because I waited an entire movie to see the demon. And the bastard looked like Darth Maul, and it made me angry. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, you got to be shitting me. Turned around, I was like, man, come on. But it was a, it was an okay movie. They're not my favorite, but I'll watch it. I'll watch the new one. Nothing I'm like, counting down the days or super stoked for, though. Same, same. Another movie coming out. 
that I'm not super excited for, but I'll probably see anyway, is The Nun 2. Ooh, okay. I'll watch that. I'll see it. I watched the first Nun, and I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it either. Mrs. Sin doesn't like those. She doesn't do well with movies like that, so that'll be fun. That'll be one to mess with her. Thing for me with the nun, like the actual nun, not not the conjuring where the nun shows up, but the actual movie of the the, the supernatural entity, yeah. the nun, I just didn't really like it. It wasn't yeah. very well thought out. It wasn't well acted. It was I just an- didn't care for the plot of the movie at all. Like it just I just didn't like it. It was a bunch of jump scares and 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 dark, shadowy scenes where the nun like is behind you but not but then is behind you and then jumps out and then screams and then moves really slow and then all of a sudden she's moving like a bat out of hell like i just i just don't really enjoy jump scare heavy movies where what you know what's going to happen because the sound cuts out and then a character opens a door or a cabinet or turns around really slow and the camera angle gives away everything like i don't like movies like i call that popcorn horror and I'm just not really into popcorn horror movies too much unless it's super action heavy. So, like I said, The Nun 2 hopefully will have learned from the mistakes of the first one and will actually get something worth spending money on this time. And we'll see. Okay. Another honorable mention. And the only reason why this is an honorable mention is because I don't know what it's going to look like yet. But we are getting a reboot to The Strangers. So we had the strangers that came out a while ago. Then we had the strangers. Uh, what was that movie called? The second one. Um, can't even think of what it's called right now. But pray we had at two night. strangers. Pray at night. No, I don't, was it pray at night? Yeah, Maybe. strangers was two thousand eight. Strangers, pray at night is two thousand eighteen. Okay, so yeah, the one that came out in two thousand eighteen, like it wasn't necessarily good. It was it was a popcorn horror movie. That's exactly what it was. So you kind of took the the home invasion, super slow burn, stalkery, like anxiety inducing horror film. You kind of took that and and turned it into like a Jason film, because the main guy that we see, like Sackhead or Baghead, is what I think we the fans have been calling him. You kind of just made him Jason Voorhees, where he just couldn't fucking die, and he just kept coming after you know the family. Uh, so I thought that was cool, but not for The Strangers. If it were something else, I would like it more. But with that being said, I still had fun with the movie. Uh, a lot of the characters were really dumb, but like that's kind of what you get in popcorn horror films like that. So I'm hoping to see something a little bit more akin to the first one, but we'll see what happens. So that's why that's on the, uh, the honorable mention list. And when we start getting into movies that I'm actually excited to see, like really excited to see, uh, I'm not going to say these movies in any particular order, just so you guys know. I'm just going to name them off, and then we'll talk about them. But uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of the games, my 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 son is. He really enjoys uh, watching people play these games. He watches uh, gameplay on YouTube all the time. But there is a Five Nights at Freddy's movies that's coming out, and it's made by Blumhouse. So, and they're supposed to be using like actual animatronics and and like puppetry and whatnot to make this movie happen. So. I do want to see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I'm actually excited about it. I'm ready to see the first full trailer for it. And I hope that when we get that first trailer, we get just what we need and nothing more. And I hope that it looks good. We'll see, though. 
it could come out, the trailer could come out and it could look like total ass. And then I'll just change my mind and be like, nah, I actually don't want to see that. But as of right now, I do want to see it. I want to see more. I'm hoping that they make it. And it's got such a huge fan base that hopefully this movie will come out and do great and uh, they'll make more of them and we'll just get more Five Night at Freddy movies and it'll be cool. So we'll see what happens. What do you think about those? Um, I played the game. Uh, I've, one or, I've played one or two of them and they're okay. Um, they're good for jump scares. The fact that it's animatronics and not just like CGI and stuff is good. And I'm on the fence. We'll see. I need a trailer, but I'm hoping, like you said, they don't do too much in the trailer. And they, I don't really know. I don't really know what the story can really be. I'm not, I'm kind of curious how they do that. Cause you don't really get a story. I don't know like how much you've seen of it. It's pretty much you're a security guard. You're in like an old Chuck E. Cheese like place. And then they're just, they come alive at night and hunt you down. And you yeah, turn I mean, the camera I've, on and they like, that's how you kind of freeze them or whatever. Yeah. I've looked into them extensively because my kid likes them. So I've like looked all into it. I know all the lore now and all the different forms of Freddy and, and, and Freddy Fazbear and all that shit. So I, I've, I've done some research for sure into this. We'll see though. I mean, hopefully it turns out good. <laughs> we'll see, man. Yeah. I'm I'm worried it'll be like um oh shit what was that movie Nick Cage was in uh uh Willy's Wonderland yeah which is essentially Five Nights of Freddy ish where and I kid you not Nicolas Cage literally says like what maybe ten words the whole movie no 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 he doesn't have any lines he doesn't say he grunts and he opens a drink like a soda. It's it's so yeah, weird. It's, it's his own it's his own like special soda that he drinks on all the breaks that he takes in the movie, but he he doesn't speak one word in that film. It's crazy. So I'm a little worried it might be something like that, but we'll see. Maybe it's not. it's it's funny, dude. I'm, we'll see what happens though. I'm actually, I'm like I said before. I am excited. I hope that it's good. I hope it doesn't look like shit, but we'll see. Um, and then aside from that, another movie that's on the list, like I said, no, no particular order, just kind of going through the list right now. Um, I do want to see, I already mentioned Salem's Lot. That's definitely, if, if I had a most anticipated, it would probably be Salem's Lot. I'm most excited about seeing what that's going to be. So if, if we needed the top of the list, it's Salem's Lot. Um, the next one, I, I, I gotta I gotta go on a little bit of a tangent before we talk about this one, and I apologize in advance. But you guys know from listening to the last episode of the podcast how I feel about Halloween Ends <laughs> and how I feel about the people who made that film, um, Eva Gordon Green, and 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 uh, it doesn't matter. The the crew of people who made Halloween Ends are now in charge of making the reboot that we didn't ask for to the exorcist that's not this in 2023 is it yeah it's supposed to be this coming year yeah oh god okay exactly exactly and the thing (sighs) is we've known like horror people like people in the horror community like we've known about this for a little while yeah and here's the thing this movie could go one of two ways honestly it could it could be pretty fucking good and i really like it or it could be a big pile of shit. And I don't know which one it's going to be because if you guys think about it, the way that they're going to do this movie is 
essentially the same way they did Halloween. So for Halloween 2018, they made a soft reboot to, to the Halloween franchise, but they left everything in for the first film, right? So they took out everything else after the first one. They did the same thing they did with like the Star Wars shit, essentially. Like it's a legacy sequel instead of it being a full-on requel, right? So we got that. The same thing they did with Scream for 20, what was it, 2020, 2021? Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. So so here we are. They're going to do The Exorcist, but they've already announced that it's going to be a trilogy. Why? Why do we need a trilogy reboot for The Exorcist? We could just make one movie. Unless they're going to go the route. Exactly. Exactly. It's always a trilogy, and that's the problem. They fucked us with Halloween because they lied to us and told us, that they had two movies in mind for Halloween, and then the the movie Halloween came out, and it did it made so much fucking money that they decided they wanted to do a trilogy instead of two movies, but they didn't really have a plan because they put almost everything they wanted to do in those two movies. They shortened it to one film, so we got pretty much everything they needed to do with Halloween in Halloween 2018. That's why it was a good film. They wanted to. Harken back to all the shit we saw in the original. They wanted to bring back some scares from the original. They wanted to bring back some characters from the original. They did all of those things. And then some, because the movie was great. And then you get Halloween Kills, which is just a middle movie, uh, you know, in a trilogy. So it was unfortunate because you had this movie come out that just has Michael killing fucking everybody. And he's the Terminator and he can't be stopped. And then... He just fucking goes away for four years and they, they don't explain it well. Then we get this new character that we've never met before, that we've never seen before, Corey Cunningham, and his life sucks, which, you know, cool, everybody's life sucks, but why not just introduce this motherfucker in Halloween Kills? And, and, and people ask this all the time, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Everybody asking themselves why we didn't get Corey Cunningham before before Halloween ends, this is the answer. I swear to God, this is it. Because they made him up for this movie. They didn't have a plan for a trilogy. They didn't know what the fuck they were going to do. They just needed to keep making money. And then when COVID happened, they had the chance to stop thinking about shit for a minute. And then like, oh, fuck, we still got to make this movie during COVID. So they just put some shit together. And this is what we got. Halloween ends. And that's why all of a sudden... People are grasping at straws trying to put like Halloween three season of the witch. They're doing that kind of thing. They're doing the thorn kind of shit. They're doing this. They're doing that. No, the answer is this. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. They made some shit up and this is what we got. And at this point we get Christian back on the tracks and back talking about exorcist. Now that he's once again going off on Halloween ends back to back. Dude, it's like, here's the thing to, to all the listeners. I don't think that Halloween ends is the worst Halloween sequel that we've ever gotten. It's just one of the most disappointing Oh, it's uh, to me personally. It's just very disappointing. Um, There's good parts in it. We talked about this last episode. There's good parts in it, but when you watch it after 2018 and you see how it just declines and what they do with the story and what the story could have been potentially, how you could have went in all these other different directions, you're just like, Really? This is what we get? It's just, it's a letdown. Exactly. So back on track, though. Back on track. I am uh, excited to I see don't know about the, the exorcist. exorcist. I'll watch it, but I'm, 
especially after that fiasco, I expect this Exorcist will probably be really good and it'll make you happy if you like the original. But then after that, I expect it to be a shit show. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's exactly what I'm getting at. I think that they'll do this first one. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be really good to watch and cool. And we'll see some new shit. We'll see some old shit that looks new and fresh. So I think that'll be really cool. But when it comes to the sequels for this, I'm not excited for those whatsoever. I actually didn't think that I was going to like any of the sequels to the original Exorcist because the first sequel to the original Exorcist is trash. And then the Exorcist three is actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, I don't really know why it's called the Exorcist three. They could have just made it its own thing, but I still really enjoy that movie. So it's a good film. So we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, I really, really, really want to see the trailer for this movie. I can't wait to see the trailer for this film because the trailer is going to mean everything. And I, I will say this as well. I hope that Blumhouse has learned from their mistakes with the Halloween franchise nope. and they stop giving us the entire movie in the fucking trailers. Please stop nope. doing that. They haven't. I'll tell you now, I fully don't think they have. <laughs> they don't give a damn. All they see is the dollar signs that keep rolling in doing this. They don't care. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I think you're correct. Um, with that said, I'm going to go to the next movie that's on Come. my list here. And that is Evil Dead Rise. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've looked. Yeah, have you looked into that? Uh, briefly, but yeah. Evil Dead, as soon as you say Evil Dead, uh, you have my full attention. I do love that franchise. Speaking of Evil Dead, did you play the Evil Dead game that came out this year? I have it. I have not played it yet. Are you, do you plan on playing it? Um, is it crossplay? It is, right? Pretty sure it's crossplay. Uh, yeah, I'll play it. I just want people to play with. I haven't played it though, but I do have it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I wouldn't want to play that unless I'm playing it with other people too. Um, but cool. So I'm, I'm excited for Evil Dead Rise. That's definitely on my most anticipated list. Um, I know a little bit about the story, but honestly, I don't want to know much more about it than I know currently. Bruce Campbell's um, back in it, the, also, right? I believe he's. Um, I think he is back. In, no, you know what? I don't remember. I don't want to say yes because that's. I don't know. Why are you talking about? I'm gonna look that up. I feel okay. like he is. I'm pretty sure, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure the movie takes place on like a high rise, like apartment complex or whatever, and you're fighting the you're you're, you're fighting them off in the in the high rise apartment. And I'm super excited about that because that's actually a holdover oh, script. Oh no, he for... doesn't. Okay. It says although Bruce Campbell doesn't Probably. appear in Evil Dead Rise, he has been as much of a part of the movie's production as any uh, previous Evil Dead movie or TV show. So. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not sad that Bruce isn't in it. Bruce is getting a lot older, and those movies demand so much of you physically that I totally understand. I think that as long as he is an EP on the movie and is making some money off of it, then it's all it's all fun. So we'll see. Um, like I said, I, as long as Bruce is making a little change off of it, we should be good. Um, but I'm super excited. And I know the script, I think, is based off a spec script for Halloween. Or, or, yeah, for Halloween, because I think there was supposed to be a Halloween movie that they were thinking about making, according to the book, Taking Shape, um, if you've ever read that or heard about it. Um, one of the scripts that they had for that movie was Michael uh, chasing Laurie in a high-rise apartment later on after the events of, I think, Halloween 2. So um, that would have been cool to see. What book is um, that? Like, and, Taking and Shape? I think yeah, Taking taking Shape. There's two of them. There's Taking Shape and then Taking Shape 2. 
And those books are based off of all the behind the scenes for all of the Halloween films leading up to the newest trilogy. I think it stops that's cool. uh, 2018 or before. I need to look into those. I'd like to read those. That sounds really dope. They're fantastic. Uh, you can buy them on Amazon if you can't go out to like, you know, a, a local bookstore and find them, but definitely worth, worth looking at. Um, but it goes over all the unused scripts for every Halloween film that didn't get made. It goes over what could have happened in the movies that we did get based off of the original scripts and rewrites. It goes over um, all any games, you know, books, novelizations, like it goes over everything. It's all in there. Hmm. So definitely look that up. That's something to ask for for Christmas for sure. Oh, yeah. Nice. Definitely on my list. Um, and then going into the next movie, um, the next movie on my list is Renfield, which is coming out uh, April, April 14th. <sighs> and by the way, The Exorcist that I mentioned earlier that's coming out next year, that's slated to come out uh, October 13th, which is Friday the 13th. That's also the day that I am getting hitched. So I might go see the exorcist after I get married. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but, uh, but definitely looking at, at that date for sure. Evil Dead Rise is slated to come out April of next year. And Renfield is also coming out April of next year. And I don't know too much about Renfield. I do know that it's not a straight horror film. It's more of a horror comedy. And I know that Robert Kirkman wrote it. So if Robert Kirkman wrote it, I'm fucking on board. For those I didn't of you know who don't that know, part. Robert Kirkman. Okay, that makes it a little better for me. Because in Nicolas Cage, Dracula. Uh, I think so. There's two like horror comedy Dracula esque movies coming out, and one of them is Nicolas Cage, and I forget the other one. So I want to say yes to to your question. I think it's Renfield. But I'm gonna double case. check. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's yeah. he's Dracula. Definitely. And Ben okay. Schwartz is Teddy Lobo. And Beast, uh, Nicholas Holt. Holt? Nicholas Holt, yeah. Yeah, he's, is Renfield. He's a good actor. Yeah, he is. I, I didn't know Robert Kirkman did though, so that. Kirkman, that's interesting. Yeah, he wrote the script. I don't I don't think he's directing it, but I know that he wrote the script. And Robert Kirkman, for those of you who don't know, he did The Walking Dead. He's the person who wrote the comics and, and all that for The Walking Dead. So Invincible also. But he also wrote one of the best comics of all time, which is Invincible. Yeah. So he's good. He's good. Yeah. Okay, that helps. He's, he's got my seal. So I'll, I'll check it out for that. Uh, the next film we got is uh, Scream 6, which we've briefly talked about. They're supposed to be in New York this time around. It's taking place around Halloween. So people are going to be dressed up anyway in this movie. Some people are going to be dressed up as Ghostface for Halloween because why wouldn't they be? And I'm really excited for this movie. Like I said, I like Scream is one of my all-time, one of my all-time favorite horror franchises. I like every movie in the franchise. Um, like I said before in this podcast, some are better than others for sure, but I don't think they have a trash film in the franchise. Um, can, I make a, can I make a statement? If I had to pick my oh, least favorite, it would probably Christian. be three. There he is. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, can we? I'm gonna make a statement. So I know I'm excited yeah. for Scream, but apparently I don't learn from my mistakes. And I, seeing that it's very gore heavy, I have a really weird, bad feeling that this is gonna go the way of Halloween. And our second one's gonna be just a lot of mindless gore. And I'm hoping 
it doesn't take that same path of declining like Halloween Kills and them did. I'm worried, though. I hope the same thing. I hope that the quality stays. I hope, Even though we're not getting Nev Campbell in this movie, I hope that uh, we get more Jenna Ortega and that uh, the story gets to move on and we get to follow these new characters that I actually did enjoy. Yeah, like the twins from the from the last screen film. I really liked that. Them. Was a really good movie. Them. I actually really liked the last screen film. I thought they did a fantastic job yeah. with it. I'm afraid. That's the thing, though. Like now that this is a sequel, anybody can fucking die. And I'm really hoping that the twins live because, you know, the one girl I forget her name right now, but she's essentially the new Randy, and we know what happened to Randy in Scream Two. So this is her Scream Two. So she could easily not be with us anymore after this film. So. Hopefully she lives. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm super excited for Scream 6. I don't think that there's much more I could say other than I can't wait. Sign me the fuck up in March. I'm here. Um, the next film that I'm going to talk about briefly, because I want to move this along, is uh, Knock at the Cabin. Now, that is a M. Night Shyamalan movie. And, you know, if you've watched an M. Night Shyamalan movie, you know, all his movies have twists to them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the twists are always good. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know a whole lot about this movie, and I think it's going to be better if for me. I know if Batista's I keep it that it. way. That's about all I know. Yeah, I do know Batista's like one of the main guys. So hopefully, we get exactly what we're looking for out of this film. I Honestly, really, I don't need really a lot for a Shyamalan movie. I'll watch them just because of the twist. Just give me the like they did the trailer, the basic trailer that showed what like a cabin and people in the cabin and whatever, and then we'll we'll figure it out when it comes out. Like, I don't need a lot because I like the twist. I like not, you know, whether it be a good or bad, something coming up like that. So that's a watch for sure. Same, same. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah, like you said. And then the last movie on my list, just because it's the. Christian's mic cut out. I am excited for this film. I do want to see it. Uh, we you cut out, so I don't. we don't know what I you said. Oh, sorry about that, guys. What I was saying is the last movie on the list for me doesn't mean that it's the most anticipated because these were told out of order. And I don't particularly think that this movie is going to be good. I think this movie is probably going to be garbage, but I can't fucking wait to see it. Can you guess what it is, Sin? So I'm waiting on you to say a movie and you haven't said it and I don't know if you're going to say it. And I don't know the movie's name off the top of my head, but I know it uh, has Paul from um, Dune in it. It has Paul from Dune in it? I can't think of the damn dude's name. Timothy Chalamet? Thank you. Okay, yes. Him. It's whatever movie he's in where him and his girlfriend are cannibals. I've been waiting on you to say this movie and you haven't, so I don't know if it's on your list or not. But I think it comes out. It may come out this year. I actually have no clue. That's not on my list because I'm pretty sure that comes out this year. Oh, shit. What is that movie called? Uh, uh, to the Bone? Everything but the Bone? That's, I'm trying to look. Bones and All. It does come Bones out. And all. Damn, it comes out 2022. Literally, I've been waiting on that movie. Uh, oh, it comes out. Oh, shit, it's already out, actually. Whoops. Come out uh, November 18th. Nice. Oh, it just came out then. Nice. Yes. I want to see that. Oh. Mrs. has been harping about that for a while. She's pretty excited. She also, I'm still going to call him Paul from Dune. That's what I know him as. I think he's also going to be Willy Wonka though, isn't he? Yeah, I'm not excited for him being Willy Wonka. I'm not going to lie. But 
she's she's super stoked. She loved Dune, just like all of us. She's been reading the books, so she's stoked for that one. Um, okay, so that wasn't it. What what movie are you excited for that you think is going to be Boo Boo Shoes? The movie that I'm excited for that I think is going to be Are you about to make me garbage. mad? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, God. Absolutely. Okay. What is it? This movie, I'll give you another hint to, so you can guess it. This movie blew up on TikTok. Just the trailer. Trailer? I don't know. My TikTok is Megan. What? Megan. Oh, I still haven't seen that. Like the trailer. I still don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen that on TikTok at all. You haven't seen the trailer for Megan yet? The AI thing? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. No, you've talked about that, but I haven't seen it. Let me. Uh, Damn. You got to watch it. Oh, that it's now. with a three. Okay. Megan, horror mystery. That's right, because you and your damn doll movies. James Wan's a producer, yeah, and Jason... Oh, God, Blumhouse. Oh, Blumhouse is on it, too? Yeah, they they did, they made it. <sighs> okay, continue about Megan. So, I watched the trailer for Megan, like most of us. Unfortunately, you haven't seen it since. But I watched the trailer for Megan, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a good movie. It looks like it's going to be kind of dumb, but I can't wait. But I will say this. I was more excited for the movie when the trailer dropped because the rating wasn't out, but now it's been uh, officially rated as PG-13. And I think that they're rating the movie. I honestly believe, and like this isn't confirmed, this is just me with my conspiracy theories. I think that the movie got switched to being PG-13 because the movie blew up so hardcore on social media, TikTok being the main one of this. Once you see the trailer, you'll realize why it blew up so much. It's like a super big gif and meme now. Like, it's ridiculous. But I think they changed it to PG-13 so that more kids could go see it who watch the trailer on TikTok, and they'll make more money that way. Because it's pretty well known that if you have a movie that's rated PG-13 that anybody can go see, you're pretty much guaranteed to make the most money you can possibly make because kids that aren't 18 or older can, can't go see the movie. So... Uh, I think that's exactly what happened. I think they just literally are editing the movie currently to make it PG-13, so or have edited the movie to make it PG-13 so that more people can go see it, so they can make the maximum amount of money, and they'll just come out with a Blu-ray that's unrated that'll have the actual gore in it that we're supposed to have. Hmm. Oh, boy. Um, and Yeah, man. That While that sucks, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, and I'm... I'm, ex I'm excited to watch it because that is the definition of what I've been calling this this episode uh, a popcorn horror film. And I can't wait to just eat buttery popcorn and watch this dumbass movie. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> I bet that's what it is. We'll definitely have to do an episode review in it because I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah, please. That'll be hilarious. There's one I haven't watched that I'm waiting to watch with a buddy. Um, it comes out. It already it's been out. But I'm super excited. I can't wait to watch it. And when I watch it, hopefully you'll have seen it. I would love for us to review it. But uh, Smile. Smile is one that's out this year that I've heard good things about. You know, I've heard really good things about Smile as well, and I do want to watch it. So hopefully it's good. Yeah, hopefully soon we both can watch it. I know it's on, I think, Paramount Plus streaming right now, I believe. I could be wrong. Maybe, or maybe it's P 
Peacock. I don't know. It's on one of them streaming right now. So yeah, I should probably look into it because yeah. it's something that I would watch for sure. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. Is that all of your 2023 movies? That is all of my 2023 anticipated horror films. To be honest with you, Sid, Salem's Lot jumped up the list. They're... I did not know it was coming out next year. That's that's one I definitely want to see. I've been waiting on that, so I'm super stoked for that. Actually, feel that man 100. Uh, I can't wait for that to come out. I'm super excited. Like I said, if I had to number these, that would be number one on the list for me 100. Nice. Heck yeah. Well, thank you for uh, doing those. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, there's your 2023 list. Some movies. There's a lot more, I'm sure, out there, but there's a nice little list for you to use to kind of plan. And I've, a lot of them are actually in the first quarter. So we have a lot of stuff coming up soon that we can watch, which is awesome. And then there's a lot of horror games coming out, like Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, Dead Space, uh, Callisto Protocol. Um, sometime next year, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes out. I don't know about Killer Clowns game. But we got some horror games coming out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when the Killer Clowns game is coming out, but if I had to take a guess, I would say it's going to be 2024 when that comes out. Yeah. I bet Texas Chainsaw is mid to the last half of the year. I bet it's closer to spooky season would be my guess. I'm not sure, though. They haven't gave a date. They've just showed some pictures and stuff and a little bit of things. Um, Makes sense, yeah. But that's going to pretty much do it for this episode, and it's time. So you all know what time it is. But if you're new here, it's time to pass the whiskey and kick off the last call question. So grab your whiskey and let's get into it. And since it's the holiday season, that's right. You've had your turkey at this point. Hopefully it was delicious. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, if not, then, you know, hopefully you had like a nice juicy cheeseburger or something or a steak or salad or whatever you like. But it's a holiday season. And our last call question comes from the one and only on the inside. And he says, favorite Christmas movie. So I say we just do one Christmas movie because I feel like this is a segment coming up soon about Christmas stuff. And before we dive into a whole bunch of Christmas movies, Christian, I ask you, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, Sin, Sin, Sin. You have asked a great question. You have asked a great question because out of all the Christmas movies that I've seen, there is but one favorite, and that movie is Batman Returns. <laughs> I swear I thought you were about to say Die Hard. Okay. I, what do I know? I should have known Batman Returns. Because you will die on the hill that it's a Christmas movie since it takes place during Christmas. It is, uh, 100%. Just like <sighs> Die Hard's the same way. Die Hard is a Christmas film because it takes place in Christmas. The same could be said for Batman. Because here's the thing. Not only does the movie start with Christmas, it also ends with Christmas. So 100% is a Christmas film, and it is my favorite. I will watch that every single holiday season. Everyone else be damned. And even uh, my fiance now is in agreement that it is a Christmas film. So she will be watching it with me uh, this holiday season again. So I can't wait. Well... I guess I'll give that one to you. For me, I'm a little more traditional, and my favorite Christmas movie that I'll watch a ton is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That movie is fantastic. Chevy Chase, I love it. The missus loves it. I made, I think, I don't really know what her favorite was before that, but due to me, I think I've corrupted her into that one, and I have (laughs) alerts from it for my stream. I love that movie. Awesome, man. 
what is the, I was trying to think there's a Christmas movie coming out. Um, cause we're thinking about doing a Christmas movie challenge. Kind of like we do for Halloween, but trying to watch a movie throughout December to Christmas. And there's like ones that only we, we're very like, we like traditions. There's ones that I can only watch certain time. Like a Christmas story is usually Christmas Eve to Christmas day. I'll watch that. Um, there's a movie coming out with, I think I know his name. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Uh, la, 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 Hopper. It, Violent Night. And I want to see it. Have you seen it? Have you seen the trailer? Or what was the movie? Violent Night. David Harbour is Santa. Oh, with David Harbour. Yes. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. I want to see it. I really want to see it. I'm excited. Yeah, I want to see that too, actually. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, boys and girls. If you like your question to be featured in Last Call, you can join the Gilded server. If you don't know what Gilded is, Gilded is essentially just like Discord. But I'm just going to say it's 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 uh it's pretty awesome. So join the Gilded server, free app to download, and you can join the Sinister Pack server, which is our server. If it asks for an application, just put from the podcast gilded.gg slash sinister pack is the URL to get there. Put from the podcast and you'll get accepted. And there's tons of stuff in there. There's gaming uh, chats. There is all kinds of things where you can talk about the stream or about different things. You can discuss things with like-minded people. And there's a whole section dedicated to this podcast. Indeed. That's right. For sipping with sin. You can talk episode chat. You can talk various topics for maybe the podcast suggestions for the podcast you can show us what you're drinking what you've been sipping on because we like to sip on stuff here at sipping with sin and there's a section where you can put your last call question to have it featured on an episode of the podcast there's also a sinister tales section for that segment where you can submit personal horror stories or scary stories and stuff and things that go bump in the night from the internet you can discuss stuff with christian like comic talk art music and movies there as well so go join the gilded server or you can find us on social media where you can send us a dm there Make sure to follow and talk to us over there. You can find us at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Sipping with Sin, S-I-P-P-I-N with Sin. And it's a great way to get in touch with us. And, of course, new episodes drop every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Anchor.fm, all that stuff. Pretty much everywhere podcasts are, you can get them. 8 a.m. Central Time, rate them five stars, share it, follow it, subscribe to it, whatever. Show it love. It helps us a ton. Helps us move up the list. That's right. Like this. Like you're going up a ladder. So we can get more people coming in. So you can have more people to talk to. We can have more topics. And we can grace more ear holes with our lovely voices. The video version of the podcast comes out every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Time on my personal YouTube. YouTube.com slash I am Sinister. Go subscribe to it. 8 a.m. Central Time. You can see it. You can watch us and see our lovely faces and Christian's static face right over here somewhere. There you go. Right there. You can see him posing like a model. And hear us discussing that way. I know some people prefer the YouTube version, so check that out and go show it some love. You can find me on my socials if you want to hit me up there or follow or show love uh, on Twitter and Instagram at I am Sinister TV. You can find me streaming on Facebook, fb.gg slash I am Sinister TV, twitch.tv slash I am Sinister TV, and TikTok at I am Sinister TV. And uh, yeah, of course, my YouTube, youtube.com slash I am Sinister. You can get content there too. But. We shall see. Christian, where can everybody find you if they want to talk to you and uh, tell you how beautiful you look today? Oh, well, if you guys want to talk to me, you can currently find me over at Horrorverse Pod on all socials. That's all one word, Horrorverse 
pod. I'm on there every day. I'm also on my own Instagram account, which is Vin and Ink. That's V-E-N-I-N-D-I-N-K. And I spelled that incorrectly because I'm tired. And I need some coffee in my life. That coffee is sounds fantastic. V-E-N- just gonna say a n d i n k vin and ink all one word um you guys can find me over there as well but like i said i'm always hanging out on the horrorverse pod socials on all of them so come say hi say what's up we actually just released an episode yesterday which at the time this recording was tuesday and that episode was my unadulterated thoughts on halloween ends about 10 minutes after watching the film for the first time so Mm -hmm. if you want to hear that heated heated thought uh, come over to Horrorverse Pod and uh, listen to it. We're available on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We're working on being available on Apple, but you know, Apple's a pain. They make you go and jump through all these hoops before you can get on their stuff. So we'll be on Apple Podcasts soon. But until then, come listen to us on the, all the other socials. And that's where you guys can find me. Heck yeah. And that's every Tuesday. Show them some love. Tuesdays, Horrorverse Pod. Wednesdays, Simple and Sin. I mean, what else could you want in the middle of the week to help you get through your week? There you go. But that's it for this episode. You don't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. We're shutting it down for this episode until next week. Christian, send him out the door. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Smash that like button. Leave your comments in the recommendation so below. But most importantly, guys, I'm going to leave you with three words. You know the words. Sam with me. Don't get gutted. See you guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V-E-N and Ink or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.